So welcome to another episode of 40 and Fit, where we take a deep dive into the male mind on the verge of a midlife crisis. I'm your host, John Baruch. To my left is the ultimate man, Dave Kalari. Behind the scenes, we have our boy, Andrew Niederman, and our special guest needs no introduction. Well, he does, because, you know, I don't know how many other people know. <laughs> um, we Not have bad. the ultimate uh, Martin McDonald. I have a question, real quick question about you. How does it feel to have the same type of last name as Conor McGregor? I keep saying Mac everything. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I wonder if he gets that whole Conor McGregor deal. No, yeah. It's a, normally I just get the whole um, McDonald's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's McDonald, not McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming aboard. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I can't tell you how excited I was once Dave said that we were able to connect with you. Uh, I've been excited, so. Yeah, he got more excited than I did. He's excited <laughs> now, so we'll, we'll be honest about that. Um, but yeah, as you know, like our big, con the whole concept behind this podcast is specifically for men, usually ages <laughs> between 35 and 50, that are going through stressful times in their life. And we're trying to connect with those guys where they don't, you know, they, they, they don't want to go a little overboard or they have questions. They're, they're wondering things because that's where I started. And that's why I reached out to Dave and, and I wanted to do a just start speaking upon it, right? Mm. So just to even go into it, because we do have a lot of questions, you know, going into the midlife crisis situation. But I want to know a little bit more about your background first as to because nutrition is a big part, you know, at guys that are, at, are around our age. And uh, I want to know how you got into nutrition first and like, because I, you know, I, I did I did my research on you, and I, and I looked. At, I was like, wow, you have a lot of stuff, and uh, and Dave speaks about you highly, speaks about you a lot, um, and you know the things that I throw at Dave, he goes, Martin says this, and Martin says that. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk to this guy. So, yeah. how did you get into nutrition? How long have you been in the industry? Yeah, so um, my background initially is uh, I. I didn't know what, know what I wanted to do initially in terms of I went the very boring academic route, which I suppose in some ways has served me well, because uh, kind of what I'm trying to um, educate people on more now that the old school way of doing things in terms of university, like I, I can't remember who said it to me recently, actually, but um, they were like universities these days are just a way for people to uh, the government to collect tax and i was like yeah. i'm not into i'm not a big on economics or politics but i imagine that is a big money earner and yeah. you know like elon musk saying like oh you know anyone can get a degree it doesn't make them intelligent and i'm i'm a big proponent of a yeah. degree is meaningless of someone's ability to specifically help people as well but you're, I did, you're a good test taker Mm, exactly and you right. can maybe memorize some stuff and you right. stick to a certain way of thinking and uh yeah it's not it's not good and um but so my background was i went and did a sport and exercise science at loughborough university so it's quite in the uk it's like the one that's known for physiology and sports science and nutrition and then i went and did my master's in um, performance nutrition. And then I did some post postgraduate study, clinical nutrition, and then lecturing as well. So I've, I, I've always loved teaching. So I lectured uh, at universities for about, 
about five years, I think. Uh, but at the same time, was kind of starting my consultancy, but was also doing social media stuff. And was even, you know, back then I did my, I don't even hear people talk about it. You know, CSCS, Certified yeah, Strength yeah, and Conditioning yeah, Specialist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, okay, cool. So I did that. Um, again, just basically did a few multiple choice questions <laughs> and, and got a qualification. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, it's like the difference between people who hold these qualifications is just so sparse because you can do the bare minimum or you can be someone who's passionate about learning and, and do it as a lifelong endeavor. But, but that, that was my kind of initial training. And then, but, but personally, I competed in natural bodybuilding for five years and okay. that taught me a lot and really increased my interest in the area. And I, I said this on a, a podcast I was a guest on recently, but you know, you get, you get abs, you diet, you, you maybe get on stage, you do a photo shoot and suddenly everyone thinks you've got the answers. And it, and I'm like, I just starved myself for 12 weeks, you know, got a sack back and crack, put some trunks on and tan myself up. Like I didn't know anything. Um, so, but you know, over five years of it, you learn some stuff. And obviously at the same time was doing my degree and my master's. And so we was learning all the time, but uh, you know, I've said before, even when I graduated, I had all the qualifications, all of it. I had the passion and I was the top of my class. Um, but even then I look back and I was dumb and I didn't know what I was doing. And I had just been taught one way and as well, I'd been taught a very academic way as opposed to really helping people and really understanding. For instance, I'm a 22 year old doing a consult with, with, with people <laughs> I say our age, I'm going to group us into your podcast <laughs> listener age bracket. Uh, clueless. I didn't know what it was like to have kids and responsibilities and, and, a, and a real job. And I'm there trying to help people. And, you know, it's a, what is it? A baptism, bat, baptism of fire. You, you learn fast that people have got real lives out there uh, and with, with, you know, real problems as opposed to you 22, like, living in a rented room with no, right. <laughs> no real priorities or responsibilities. Um, but that was my background. And then, you know, I've been so passionate about what I do for, for years and years. Um, so coming on, I, I guess I started publishing articles and writing and helping people like 20 years ago now. So, you know, I've been doing this since this is my first and last job i just it's what i do but but what i do has changed over time so originally i was a performance nutritionist for athletes you know th worked with athletes over three olympic games and but then got more into the general population stuff again body composition is such a big thing right it's like fat loss muscle gain so you work with elite athletes on those things and then people think that you can help general population but it's they don't always they're not always the same thing no. like working with professional soccer players footballers is the same as gen pop like adherence is tough like they don't listen to you everyone's like oh yeah athletes they all listen to you i'm like hell no have you ever worked with <laughs> an 18 year old getting paid a million pounds to kick a wow. ball like they're not going to listen to you they don't care um so you do start to learn about behavior change and 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 that kind of stuff uh but yeah and then in 2016 obviously this is kind of my summary of where I've ended up now is I launched this um, or we launched this uh, 12 month nutrition qualification, Mac nutrition uni. 
And oh, that was the, my next question, actually. Yeah, I, I, okay, I wanted cool. to hear more about that because he yeah. sent the, the, the letters. I was like, what does that mean? Was MNU mean? MNU, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go into that one. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's been the last six years of my life, really. That took over everything. Uh, I, it, in a cool way, um, it ruined the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it ruined all of my friendships, all of my relationships. <laughs> but but hey, it's a really good course if you want to do it. No, but um, it you know it just went. I feel very very blessed in that for whatever reason the stars aligned that no one else had done this and it was so important that an evidence-based nutrition course that was purely focused on the stuff you need to know to get effective results with clients in a range of situations from health to body composition to performance and just no one had done it um you know there's there's some there's some coaching qualifications that teach you some good methods there's loads of really really bad courses out there there's diplomas and degrees where you learn a load of physiology but you can you can talk to people about the Krebs cycle but you can't actually get any results with anyone because you've no idea how to do a consultation or you've not got any soft skills um so yeah we created this course and it just went global you know what feels like overnight and people you know there's all the insults about oh you're just an overnight success uh but i'm like i've been doing this for a long time oh, it's, yeah. it's just i've launched i've just put all of my knowledge into something and then now it's that thing's gone big so i had a big successful um nationwide nutrition consultancy before that we were doing all of our corporate wellness stuff and elite athletes and general population and but then it was like working in the fitness industry and just realizing that nutritionists and personal trainers and dietitians and all these people like even dietitians you know i know sort of dave will have similar uh well, i won't talk for you but you know just dietitians can be uh they they have a very specific skill set and they have very specific knowledge and if you want to work with say clinical patients or in hospitals that's the only route you, route you can go but they're not the you know they get called the gold standard of nutrition information i'm like that's bs like you, if you have a phd in one specific specific area you're towards the gold standard on you know blueberry extract and its impact on elderly populations like that's all you're the gold standard on you're not the gold standard of nutrition across the board um so you know with, with mnu it just it was so needed of just how to get people to really get great results and get rid of all the fluff and you know i i feel like we've managed to do that you know i guess the the endorsements from big names in the industry some of your previous guests endorsing the course and um you know just you know big names now taking the course because it's just been elevated so high and like big coaching companies you know Lane Norton, BioLane, and Spencer Dolskin, all these people like we only want, or you know, we're headhunting or looking for MNU certified nutritionists because we know the people you're producing are on point. Um, and you know, I'm just feel really blessed that you know, for whatever reason, I was in the time, you know, point in time where that was we took off. Quick question about that because you, you spoke about dietitians, right? So, it's it, this is a weird question I've always had. Is there a point to getting your a dietitian degree at this point in in way the industry and nutrition is, is being held or being produced, or 
is it more beneficial to go along with what you like your program or um do you have uh what's the one you have i don't want to mention oh, I, okay. only got, well, I only got it because i needed something but. Got, well, okay, yeah, but, even, <laughs> but even along those lines because it's not like you're not educated right, right. It, it did help you get to a certain point but again you know the dietitian because we have them in like the grocery stores here right we have dietitians and they have like yeah they have free dietitian to, in grocery stores here right wow. so I'm, I'm always wondering i was like what's the point of them if everything that they have i don't i don't see anything beneficial i just don't understand what's even the point like do we do you as as the professional at this point i see a benefit to even having that type of degree uh, and, and besides being that specialist right yeah so from my perspective it's a case of sometimes you're playing the game. Sometimes you're ticking a box. Sometimes you're, so what job do you want to have? I imagine if, if you're going to get the job of these people, these dietitians in these grocery stores, they have, uh, you know, a deal or a membership or whatever with the, what's it called now? And American nutrition and dietetic association or something it used, <laughs> it, it used to be that. called the it used to be called the ada american Dietetics oh, yeah, 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 association. Yes, yes. but they've, cha they changed? they've, cha they've changed it to and oh, a &D. i didn't know that i knew i knew yeah. ADA, yeah i didn't know that uh, i think just to have nutrition in the title maybe i don't know why anyway so so the ada will call them because everyone still knows them that <laughs> you know if you're going to get a job where you have to be registered with the ada you need to go and get that that degree uh, but but you're only getting it because you tick that box but in a world where people are becoming a bit more like we in the uk you have the bda british dietetics and then like the um afn the association for nutrition so they again different companies will go oh you need to be with them but we've now had students for that are graduates going for for jobs with big companies um Holland and Barrett, are they global? I don't know if do you have Holland and Barrett in America. So. I don't know. They're, they're big in Europe. They're, they're a bit like, what's the big supplement store that you guys have? GNC. Yeah. G yeah. So they're, they're a bit like one of those. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Huge in Europe. And so they, you know, they, they're very big on policy and regulation, all that kind of stuff. And one of our graduates went for a job with them against all of these registered nutritionists and whoever, but got, got the job and he he said once he was in they said to him you know what someone on the panel knew of martin mcdonald and knew of mnu and and he on the day he knew his stuff and this is the difference is if the, if you don't get a computer says no answer <laughs> which is just one of those things isn't it? it's like you you just get chucked in the bin because you don't tick some stupid box right um if you have someone who just goes yeah he knew his stuff. He was the most clued up, you know, even take me out of the picture. This guy, he has passion. He worked hard. He, he had taught himself stuff and he had done him and knew very well. And then he just gave a good account of himself on the day, but because someone, and this, this is my thing. This is why I like becoming more well-known because it will help our graduates in terms of what do we stand for? Like wisdom, confidence, integrity is our tagline, but it's evidence-based personalized nutrition. So I think if you want to tick a box or you want to work with clinical patients, you need to go down the dietetics route. Like we, I'm never going to tell someone go and help someone with their cancer, like not going to happen. <laughs> but if you go, what's the best nutrition qualification in the world for helping people with their, for becoming an effective, you know, MNU certified or like 
nutrition practitioner for helping people with their health, with their body composition, with sporting performance. There just isn't anything even close to MNU. And I, I know that sounds like, oh, you, you're hugely biased. <laughs> of course, of course, you'll say that. But I, I say that and no one challenges me. Like put another course on the table. Like there are other okay, half decent courses, but just you, you do them side by side and just nothing compares, um, which I haven't gone out to be better than anyone. I just thought I'm going to do a really good job and create this thing. And it just turned out really, really good. Uh, so, yeah. You know, I get asked a lot by people like, oh, what do you, what do you recommend? I always, MNU is the only thing I ever, I ever recommend. Mm. And a lot of people say, what about this? What about that? I mean, it's fine. But yeah, when I tell them MNU, because I know that one, it's the only thing that's really going to get, give them the skill set that they need. But in a roundabout way, there's maybe some part of me that thinks it's also going to discourage them because they think it's easy to do the things that you're training people to do at that level. And I want them to understand that just getting a thing to kind of get in the door when you don't really have the understanding mm. or the skill set to work with people, that's, that's not the way to go. So I try mm. to get them like, pay attention to Martin. You know, he's got tons of free stuff on social look at the course, see what it's about. If you think it's the right fit for you or an avenue you want to go down by all means, then, then explore that more. But um, I think people think that entry level for things is really, really low now. And that's disheartening because I think it makes our job more difficult at some, at big, some level. Big time. I think with, with the likes of Instagram and Fitspo, whatever you want to call it out there it's you can do this you know personal trainer course in a weekend you can do this nutrition groupon course in a few days like you can just pick up this textbook read it do some multiple choice and it really devalues stuff but i think this is why it's in i feel like it's important that at least those in the know will go if i really want an effective coach a really effective nutritionist someone who's not just going to give me some macros or not just going to give me supplements to try and fix my issues, which is, you know, mostly behavioral, probably, um, you know, they will seek out an MNU certified nutritionist. And we get that. Like people always, oh, have you, you know, have you got someone in this country or in this town or city, which in this day and age, I, it still surprises me. Like, why do you want someone in your local, like you can do it all online. Sure. The, world, <laughs> the world is online now, but it is nice. I love face-to-face -face stuff. Um, you know, all my talks, people are like, oh, well, you come do this webinar, you do this conference. I'm like, no, unless I'm in person. Like, I, these, are, these are cool because it's a podcast. People listen. But they're like, can you present an, for an hour on, you know, the optimal dosing of protein for muscle gain? And I'm like, no, because it will be boring. Like, I need to be in a room with people, read the room, make some jokes, see if people are uncomfortable, and then just push that button really hard until... <laughs> no, I think, that, I think it's great. I think that's more like that, that personalized touch that yeah. gets people to listen, right? You, yeah. you need to be able to, you know, kind of be obnoxious, but like be straightforward. <laughs> they know when you're being serious and when you're not, right? Yeah. That's yeah. where you kind of have to go, and I think that's, that's a great approach to it. Um, Quick, I got a question about MNU. Like, so what makes it? I'm just curious because I didn't get to to dive deep into MNU in itself. Yeah. What is what's what's like the big ultimate? Uh, I want to say like, what's the future of it? What's the goal? I mean, have you reached a certain point that like a pinnacle that you've wanted to already? Interstellar domination. There you go. We want to dominate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be on yeah. uh, Marvel. I get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny as well. Like in in terms of when people people often say to me like talking about like business plans like what's what's your business plan what's your goal what's this and i'm like like i haven't had a business plan in 20 years like i i haven't planned beyond tomorrow most of my life like i just love nutrition love what i do and and yeah at times i have to go i've had to plan ahead a bit but you know what you know what was the goal with them and you nothing the goal was just a response to the fact that there was personal trainers teaching other personal trainers about nutrition, which just feels a bit like a joke, like get a, get a nutritional professional who has personal training knowledge or, you know, not, you know, fitness industry knowledge to then skill them. Not just like you're just getting taught by your peer who's got no more knowledge than you. That was a big one in the UK, which I really disliked. And then, um, uh, the other thing is just the evidence-based thing. It's like we we had a we had a digital marketing consultant come work with us um, at the beginning, and I was trying to explain to him evidence-based, or I mentioned evidence-based, and he goes, "What's evidence-based? You keep using this phrase. This course is evidence-based." And so I told him, you know, in a roundabout way, roughly what it was. You know, in very simplistic terms, I went, "It's the truth. It's like truthful information. It's not made up. It's not fads." But he goes, "So I think maybe I was talking about USPs. He maybe asked me about USPs. Uh, you know, what's unique? What are we going to use to like get people in to sign up or whatever?" And I said, evidence-based. And he goes, but isn't every course evidence-based? And I just was like, lol, like, <laughs> no, like there isn't a single one out there. Even, you know, this dietitian messaged me today and goes, every time someone asks me something in dietetics, isn't the best route for them? I say MNU and, and they mentioned another course, which is a, which is a great, which is basically the second best course in the world. Right. But I was like, the second best course is like miles away. It's like first, you know, like, have you heard this? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, that two richest men in the world, right? right Amazon right. and Tesla. But Elon Musk is is a hundred billion dollars <laughs> more than Jeff Bezos. Like, so it's like Jeff Bezos. And then there's like everyone in the world, like way down there. But even <laughs> Elon and Jeff, it's like Elon's just gone by. Um, <laughs> he's crazy right like anyway so that's how i kind of feel like mnu and then second place and then the rest of any other nutrition course that's ever existed is like miles down there like ignoring masters and degree programs because some of them are all right for what they're trying to teach people which is often how to be researchers which if you want to do a phd and go into nutrition research you need to go to university you need to learn all your research methods and get cool we need those people they're great um so what we what was your question? It was like, what is M and you? Like, what's what? what you? Oh yeah, what was the goal? Planning on it? Like, I was just yeah. like, all right. Well, do you have a goal? In yeah. Three to so five years or no? <laughs> the, the goal for me is just to continue. Like, we've already achieved so much in such a short space of time. So we the goal is just to keep doing the right thing and just understanding where there's necessity for stuff. So so for me right now. I'm really pushing into supporting our graduates with their businesses because we give them like the whole course. One of the big things was like your confidence massively increases. And I'm like, what a weird thing. I can't sell. Oh, this course will increase your confidence. But we have people with like degrees and masters, like dietetics degrees. And they're like, yeah, I graduated and I'm 50, like 
last residential we had, we do a few face-to-face residentials. This guy who'd flown from California to do a two-day, like it's our case studies residential, which is like our best two days face-to-face. He'd flown from California for two days learning. Like I find that so humbling. And he goes, yeah, it's difficult, but the $50,000 my dad spent on my bachelor's is a complete waste of money. Mm-hmm. And MNU is the only thing I'm going to be proud of. And I'm like, $50,000 versus <laughs> like, what, what's MNU in dollars? Like 3000 ish. Yeah. And it's like, and I said to him, please don't tell your dad that. Like, as a father, <laughs> don't tell him that. <laughs> uh, so... I'm like that. I'm mad. That would kill you, wouldn't it? Like that. <laughs> that fifty thousand bucks. As a father, it would. Yeah, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have gone online the whole time. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's one of these things. That we give people confidence. We give people these things, but and some people just run with it, and they've got some of that natural business talent. I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but yeah. others we've realized. Because the whole course is like, when you're talking to someone about this, you could sell them at this in this way and you could talk to them in a consultation this way. And it's, it's very real life. And, and some people can just take that. But my next thing is I want to be able to create almost a bit like a blueprint for people of, you know, I left university and just went, I'm setting up my nutrition consultancy. And I just learn everything myself, search engine optimization, the marketing side of things, email marketing. Like I taught all of myself, passive income streams, like everything, because I just, love it um and i just love learning and and that stuff just seemed cool to me but some people don't want to know those things and don't you know don't like numbers like i did all the accounts myself i i I wanted to be an accountant when i was teenager um but yeah so that's that's my next thing that's the next goal like really provide a pathway from qualification to do you want to have your own face-to-face nutrition consultancy or do you want to do online coaching or do you want to have a hybrid of the of the two or do you want to pivot your personal training services to have you know personal training and nutrition and I've done some stuff already on how to separate the two because personal trainers give away way too much like personal trainers because they want to help people they're too, just too nice. And they like give them, here's my WhatsApp number. Contact me at any time of day. And I'll, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's your life. And because they start when they're young, but then you get a kid and or a partner and a kid and life, you can't be texting clients all, all day, all night. And oh, you're desperate for restaurant. money. At that point, yeah. they're, they're just desperate for money. They, they want to figure out how to get the most amount of clients the easiest way. So they're willing yeah. to give up their life. Everything. Yeah. Right? And that, that's, and, and you know, we come from that, from that old school, I want to say old school time where yeah. we work for it. That's yeah. Really <laughs> what uh, is that? Is that a train? That's a yes. train. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're right next to the train. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think it was gonna be that loud. Um, but you know, so I want to circle back a little bit sure. to your point of view, because this is all incredible stuff, but it came back to my head. We we're talking about, you know, all this stuff, midlife crisis. So let's just even talk about, cause I'm talking about nutrition. Cause this is always, this has been brought up every time. Um, what's your take on the male midlife crisis? Do you firmly believe that it happens or do you feel like it's more of a hormonal nutritional imbalance? Do you think that, I mean, have you come across with the, with the amount of pressure that you've gone through building MNU and your entire brand? 
have you had have you had that type of feeling of like you're going nuts and and you're you're just completely doing the wrong thing and you want to completely pivot and do a 180 and then maybe buy a Corvette or something like that. <laughs> no. yeah. You got an I-8, isn't it? Oh, you don't need a Corvette. <laughs> Corvette's well, that, Screw that. That was, my, that was my midlife crisis, right? Like, buy, get, a, get a Tesla and, a, and an I-8. Um, yeah, so I, it, it's it's like there's so many ways that I, that, um, so many things this makes me think of in terms of your question. Like, I suppose, first of all, you know, midlife crisis, like, do they exist? Or, or I suppose it's that definition of, like, I don't know the if there is a dictionary definition of midlife crisis, but in terms of, I think it's a, it's a phenomenon we're all somewhat comfortable with there being some sort of occurrence of. And, uh, you know, when exactly it happens versus, and, and it colloquially, people just use the term now, right? Like any... Uh, even any small minor inconvenience post about 35 years old, people are like, oh, it's a midlife crisis. Like uh, one of my members of staff, I, I recently got, uh, well, I bought these I bought these rings maybe a, a year ago or something. Like people are like, oh, have you heard of these Aura, Aura yeah, rings? Yeah, yeah. You heard of them? Yeah, the heart rate monitors? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, these are just four... <laughs> Four pounds ninety nine for three rings from Amazon, <laughs> right? They're, they're not they're nothing fancy. I just typed in men's large black ring in the <laughs> don't probably don't type that into Google. Yes. But, but like, uh, <laughs> that goes in a completely different direction. Turn on your safe search if you if you're typing that in. Um, but the everyone's like, oh, you're doing some study wearing three aura rings, like tracking your, and I'm like, no, I just, it was just to give me a bit more personality. And my staff were like, midlife crisis. Like that's what it is. And, uh, and I, I, I haven't got any tattoos on my body. And, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try some of these semi-permanent tattoos. Like, um, and so I just got a, a few of them just to try them out. I thought they're quite cool, but I, I'm too, I, you know, I change my car all the time. I'm, you know, I'm, I like variety. Variety is the spice of life, right? So I was like, I can't, if I get a tattoo, I will literally be bored of it within a, within a year. So I'll get these tattoos. As soon as I got one of these tattoos, it's like just little ones. They look quite cool. Midlife crisis. You have a midlife crisis. <laughs> like, again, it's like, it's not a midlife crisis. But so I think I think there's a there is a, a thing that needs to be defined like a crisis, as in quite a negative thing that I that I think a small percentage of men and even and a smaller percentage of women I think, uh, you know, is what research would that looking into this would probably show, um, do have and it's like a horrible experience and it's and it is I believe typically defined as to do with age like you know, existential crisis and, uh, you know, understanding that you're, that you're not immortal and just stuff like that. There's, there's that side of things. So I think, I think that probably that that does happen and it's almost unquestionable, but then on the flip side, you've got this midlife actualization or something of kind of finding yourself like it is a period of time, like everything until you're about 18, 21 is kind of mapped out. And then society's crap, like so much <laughs> of society's crap, right? And the way 
pressures that people are under. This is, you know, I feel like the world's in probably the worst place it's been for a long time, but in some ways things are a bit better. Like we're not under these certain societal pressures of like everyone gets married at this age everyone has a baby at this age everyone blah 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 blah. like no one can be outside the box um so there's a bit more choice but even then people like pick a career at 18 or pick a career at 21 it's like like how how are you doing that and you know you so then what's the period 10 to 15 years after that is when we're, when we're saying roughly midlife crisis or whatever sort of tends to start happening, it's like, it's stagnation. It's suddenly like, who am I? What am I achieving in life? Um, you know, I, th- I think some people say that there's this thing about children. Okay, well, at, at a certain period of time, children leave home. It's like, well, what's my purpose in life anymore? Or have I lost who I am? This this is actually a cool question. I'm going to say one thing that I haven't found anywhere else to say this. So thank you for the question. Is I, I've been thinking about doing this as a TikTok. I don't know if you've heard this TikTok sound, but it's something like, this is me. This is also me. This is also me. And people just like, you know, say like a gym girl is like, this is her in the gym, but then she's all dressed up and glamorous here. But then she's also in like sweats and doing her cleaning at home, right? And I hate something that I've experienced. You, you mentioned about pressure of MNU and this, that, and the other. And being a, a name, being an yeah. online social yeah. media presence, people put you in a box. And I think as a parent, people put you in a box. And so, and, and you know, as a male or female, there's all these boxes and people just are unable to go, you're not just one being. You're not just... Um, so I feel like it's like, oh, Martin, you stand for confidence and te- or no, you stand for integrity. You stand for, you know, being good and helping people. You stand, you, you're a parent. And then it's like, they then see me going out partying or drinking and they're like, you're not authentic. Like, how can you be a father if you're going out and getting drunk? It's like, so you don't have a kid and just become someone you weren't before. Like I, you know, but people do unfortunately go, I've had a kid now. I can't, I've just yeah. got to be boring. I've got to just <laughs> stay at home and they lose their sense of identity. I know so many people who, and not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying society or whatever, or they just, it happened by accident. They lose who they are. They lose their identity and it sucks. And then you, they end up with struggling with their mental health. Maybe they end up struggling with this existential crisis. Like what's, what's the point of my existence? I'm just kind of here to change nappies or I'm just here to clean up after kids or I'm just here to whatever. Um, and I just, I hate that people just put people in boxes and go, you know, that can't be you. Like I'm, I love partying. I, I'm, I am a kid at heart. I still think of myself as like a young 20 year old because, you know, I I actually said to my social media executive, as I walked in here, I bought some alcohol in the airport. I'm not, I don't drink socially. I I only drink when I go out, out or, you know, partying, um, whether that's in or out. But (laughs) I, I said to her, um, because it's just sat out there in, in the office. And I said, 
maybe I'll do a shot before I go and chat <laughs> to these guys. Just wouldn't that be funny if I did? Um, and then I went, no, I'm, I'm probably loose enough with my tongue without adding <laughs> alcohol to like, I say stuff, get myself in trouble. Um, I know one thing that you guys wanted to talk about is something like, like, like the gender, um, one of my gender podcasts, like that, that stuff always gets me in trouble. Just speaking facts that people don't like. Um, but yeah, so like the midlife, midlife crisis thing, I just think there's so much to it, whether it's people just get stuck in routines and they, you know, like there's this whole thing about letting yourself go. I don't know if that's necessarily midlife crisis, but there is that thing of like, ah, oh man, like what, what have I become? Or, you know, I'm just in this dead end job if they are. And I don't feel like myself anymore because I'm let my health go or, um, you know, given up on hobbies that I was doing and these kind of things. So, uh, yeah, there's so many things about that, this question of midlife crisis. Like for me, you just to say one more thing, like MNU, it, it did change a lot because there was so much pressure. It changed a lot. And I think it drew out a lot of good in me, but also made me realize that there was a lot in my life that just wasn't me. I was just doing it because of what I felt like society expected of me, felt like parents expected of me, felt like, you know, those sort of things that it, when that big, big thing happened to me, I realized who my real friends were, who, you know, the MNU went massive. And I had not taken a, any money from it. Like I've hardly taken any money from MNU as, you know, in terms of how much money it's made, how big the business is. Um, but I, my car got stolen that I had saved for, for my whole life. And I got a £30,000 um, insurance claim on this car that I'd saved my for 10 years. And then I had other savings that I added to that and then bought my i8, which is, you know, I don't know if you're into cars, but it's a cool yes. car. It yeah, yeah. looks great. I love cars. Um, I love fancy looking cars. I'm not, I don't know anything about cars. I just like pretty <laughs> things. You know, it's more like just like a nice shoes, nice handbag, <laughs> nice car, nice whatever. Cars are just my thing. I love them. And I used to drive a lot for work. So I'm just like, yeah, I deserve, this is my thing. I don't have a, a crazy fancy house. I don't, I never go on holiday. This is my thing. Uh, but the number of people who were like, I literally put my car on my story twice on Instagram and someone messaged um, one of my very good friends and staff members and said, I've had to unfollow you lot, which was just like me and a few of my staff, because just all of this stuff about Martin's car, it's sickening. Like wow. they had posted once the day I brought it to the office, they had posted it and I'd posted it once and once more. That was it. Yeah. it's sickening and so it just suddenly shows you like the jealousy and because when I was the underdog this person and many others were like yeah like let's take down the big guy let's take down the you know the the charlatans of the industry the incorrect information but as soon as I became oh he's made it he's forgotten who he was like I'm still who I was six years ago now in the like you talk to anyone who comes and meets me and comes to any events like I've got time for anyone. I'm not a celebrity in any way, shape or form. I love people. I love, I'm just down to earth. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that, that's another thing that you just, that pressure, that, that kind of thing, the, 
the midlife crisis, it's like there is a lot of just kind of, I called it, whatever I said, self-actualization or self-realization, just, yeah, all those summative years. And it's like, actually, do you know what? I've got a bit more self-confidence. I know a bit more. I'm changing in this way and I'm going to choose this and I'm not going to do what other people say I should. I was listening to your uh, parenting episode of, the pod, of your podcast yesterday. Cool. And, um, I didn't hear anything that I was super surprised to hear, but it kind of reinforces, I think, the point you were making is that you were discussing a lot of things you do with Orly and Arlo and how it's just like, we're just doing the thing, whatever it is, however I, you know, we have dinner together or we make, we make dinner together. And it seems like you're just focused on the task of raising them, not worried what someone else is thinking or, or what Karen on your Instagram is going to say, because you posted a story. So I think the more you can realize what's important and why you're doing the thing, instead of worrying about what everyone else is going to say, if that crisis does come up, it's, that's kind of how you deal with it. Are you worried about the judgment coming at you? And like, oh my God, what are people going to say? Or um, are you just concerned with making it through to whatever the next stop is for you mm. and whoever else, you know, is in your life at that moment? Yeah, that it, it's funny, isn't it? So like, that's why I've this midlife crisis. I feel like the word, some people in, in sort of the face of adversity, like there's that fairly, that sort of stoic quote, which is like um, something to do with, you know, I'm going to try and say it how they do, but something like, like poor is the man who goes through life without ever his kind of virtuousness being tested or having the troubles of the world. It's kind of like, if you go through life and you never go through trials and tribulations, you never actually become what you could be. And I feel like, yeah, some of this midlife crisis, like you hit a point, you hit some adversity, like life does get, feels like it gets a bit more heavy. And I, I want to try and not, take myself too seriously, be too heavy on anything ever, you know, try and be as childlike for as long as possible, but you do have responsibilities and, and stuff does come up. Um, you know, I guess when your kids get older as well, they'll have their troubles and you'll have to kind of help them through that. So that adds some stress to your life. But I think for some people, it's like, yeah, the crisis is either they just don't maybe have the resources and then adversity crushes them a bit and they ha have a crisis and like, you know, it's horrible to think about what that does to some people. And then, but for other people, they have the resources, whether it's within themselves or family or friends that then it kind of flourishes into something new. It kind of, you know, without pressure, there's no change sort of thing. The whole thing of like pressure creates a diamond out of a rock sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think the thing that made me think of that Dave is when you said not caring. I think some people care so much what other people think, but my experience is the older I get, the less I care about yeah, what yeah. anyone else. Hundred percent. Yeah, my, I agree. My mom said something. So mom is seventy-five now, and maybe it was fifteen years ago. So she was just sixty, but she's like, you know, what, Dave, I just, I just can't give a shit anymore. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's great. And I just, you know, I kind of took that to heart because my mom, my mother's always been very easygoing, but to hear her say it in a way, like she was just so at peace with that. Yeah. And knowing cool. that I still had, you know, so many more years to go before I yeah. got to that point. I'm like, well, why don't I just start feeling like that now? It'll yeah. probably be a much smoother ride that's, from that's here so on cool. out. 
my mum's not like that at all. <laughs> like she, she would be about the same age, I guess. Well, a bit younger, maybe. But just cares about every like so much. And so I think that's, you then end up carrying that yourself because of you see people caring, like caring what other people think and stuff. So I sort of feel like I've broken the mold and I feel really happy about that. But my mum does not like that. <laughs> it, it's, it's really the reason why, again, the reason why we started this podcast is to address those th- things because I was, and I, I personalized this, that I was going through that stuff, right? And at 37, I'm 43. I just turned 43 yesterday. So, you know, between, know. thank you, between 37 and 43, or I don't want to say 43 because it, it's weird because well, since we started doing this, this has been a good outlet for me, right? Dave knows it and, and I know he sees it that going through that stuff, 37 to 40, I was going, no, I was, I was caring. I was like, holy crap, I look like this. Oh my God, I can't do this. Oh, I'm feeling pain in my back. Oh, yeah. my kids are getting old. Why yeah. am I not a multi-billionaire yet, right? I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with me? Like I was going through this stuff, you know, and, and, and going through separation with my ex and stuff like that and, you know, it, it was really stressful. And then some, and then, you know, on the podcast, people are like, maybe it's your numbers, right? That's, that's another thing that, you know, that we have to address is, you know, mm. at our age, at this point, it's just like, yeah, I should get my numbers done. My testosterone levels and, and everything else, is, is it supposed to be where it's supposed to be? And I have no idea where it's supposed to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't go to the doctor because I don't, I'm not lying, I don't trust a lot of doctors. It's quite a business. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then that's when nutrition came into play, right? Yeah. And it hasn't been since, January, where I've completely changed that whole thing. And that's why, you know, it's, it's a broad question I have for all, everyone. Like, how did you feel? Like, what did you do? Because I started talking. Because, yeah, you know, it's the whole thing that as men, we shouldn't talk. We should just mm. bear it all and, and carry it in our shoulders and be like, no, man, I want to cry. Dude, I'm, I'm 200 pounds. I'll, I'll cry. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You're going to laugh at me? Let's go. Like, we could go, we could do this, that type of thing. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care anymore. And then that's this whole thing. Like, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Go, move, yeah. F- move forward. Go on with your life, um, yeah. and that's why you know I feel like this is this is a this is a topic that needs to be louder, right? It has to be spoken about because no one wants to address it because there's they're embarrassed. I'm like, mm-hmm. being embarrassed. I want to get I want to get get past this hell, man. I don't want to stay in hell. It's not where yeah. I want to hang out. I want to go. I want to just go past this. Place. So I want I wanted feedback from everyone. Like, dude, what did you do? What are you going through? What can yeah. I do for you? Like that type of thing. That's what I want to yeah, make. That's, cool. that's why I'm trying to get as many people. I would like us to have more people that understand this concept. So it gets, gets broader. And nutrition is a huge part of it, right? And I think that mm. I've realized that. I've realized that since I've completely changed my nutrition, that it's, it's, it's made so much more sense in, in, in that aspect of things. Um, but again, that the, the podcast was the outlet. And then that mm. helped me just kind of drive it and, and, and make change, actual change at this point. So there's good things happening. There's still bad things. There's always a couple of bad things. Yeah. I've got teenagers, I got four kids. And so my <laughs> life is a little different, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, it is very difficult financially and, and you know, with children. Um, but that, that's why, you know, the podcast is, is free whenever we do this because we want yeah. to talk to people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going into the podcast situation, so explain what your podcast is, because I briefly saw that you have a bunch of them. I didn't get to listen to any of them, but I saw that you posted all of them. I did. I, I saw the one that he was just talking about. I was like, oh, that's what it was about. Or the one you were just talking about, about the whole, you know, gender one. Gender one. I'm like, yeah. dude, I so wanted to, <laughs> to, to 
deep dive into this. I just didn't know who we were going to dive into with about it. Yeah. But so, but what's the with the podcast itself? What's it called? I don't even know. So, so it's quite a, quite a good name. Not another nutrition podcast. Oh, that's what I saw. I was like, that's what you called it. Oh, yeah. I thought you were yeah. literally just saying it's just not another nutrition podcast. No, yeah. Oh, and it, oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it and is it, a catchy name. I it, like that. Yeah, and it just describes exactly what it is because it's not another nutrition podcast. It's right. you know, nutrition is what I've always done, but I'm not. But I've always been a deep thinker. I've always been. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I've had like a bit of imposter syndrome a few times just about, uh, I, you know, I like the parenting podcast, like I'm not a parenting expert. And because I come from a background in nutrition of, there's certain things in nutrition I won't talk about because I'm not an expert on them, but I know infinitely more than most people on those topics, but I just will divert to other areas. So when it came to something like parenting, I'm like, ah, I'm not a child psychologist. How can I be talking about this? But what I've tried to do is, is apply just this thing of, because I don't mind if someone's not a nutrition specialist and they talk about nutrition and they're disseminating either good information or, and they're not qualified, but what they're saying is correct, fine. Um, so there's a lot of horizontal aggression from often <laughs> dietitians are like, Personal trainers shouldn't be talking about nutrition. It's not your job. You're not trained in it. Even when they're saying the right thing, but they're like, that's my job. That's my, my qualification. Like, uh, that's a different story. Um, but I don't mind if they're doing that. Then secondly, if people go, this is my experience, take, take from that what you will. So if someone goes, I did keto and it made me feel this way and it helped me in this way, cool amazing that's your experience it's when people go i did they become a religious zealot and they go i did keto and it's the way the truth and the light yeah. and they're like <laughs> they're, you know it, it, it yeah. is isn't it they go like it's their full-on religion they'll die for that religion and it's right. like bro you just don't eat bread that's it you're not cool <laughs> um you just don't eat bread. <laughs> so that like that so i so with parenting i could go well my kids are amazing like my kids are genuinely amazing and i could go my kids are i see all these other kids and they're rubbish and my kids are amazing <laughs> so you should treat your kids the way i treated mine because i'm the best and they're cleverer than yours or they're more well behaved but i'm not doing that i'm going this is my experience as a parent i did uh you know, I was a very conscious parent. I parented on purpose. And, you know, there's a lots of lots of stuff in wow. life I haven't done on purpose. Uh, I've just sort of coasted through and and but whereas I thought about decisions ahead of time, I thought how I would, you know, I don't even think about what I'm gonna have for dinner, but I was thinking about this. Like I've always known. So I volunteered uh, in, do you know what creche is? Like baby creche, creche, uh, like toddler groups. So for babies, oh, okay. like up to three. Um, I don't know where creche comes from. Is it, I think it's probably a French word, like creche, creche. Anyway, uh, like, you know, when you go to the gym and they sometimes have like a play thing for yeah. like zero to three, like those. So I, I like volunteer. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, like they're not existing. <laughs> just born under one. Uh, but yeah, so for like 15, 15 years, 
um, just like volunteer, just like helping. Because I've always loved babies since I was tiny. And I love looking after babies. I'm good with like after three or four other kids that aren't mine, I'm like, ah, you're a bit boring. Like you're too old. You're not, you're not cute anymore. I just like cute. Um, uh, then Ollie and Arlie, now they're five and seven. I have often made the joke, which I probably shouldn't because I'll have like children's <laughs> services or my ex or whoever just be like, oh, so you don't want the children. But I'm like, I just, it's a joke. Like, oh, can I like exchange them for like babies again? I'll just repeat naught to four over and over again. Um, but, uh, you know, so with parenting, I'm like, I parented on purpose and I've, you know, it's, I'm really love being a dad. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give back to like, I, I, I don't typically feel like someone who young guys would follow necessarily, like maybe a bit, but I've had like young guys reaching out to me and being like, I listened to your podcast on gratitude, on happiness, on, you know, I see how you parent your children. I've never wanted kids, but I think if I do, I'd like to be a dad like you. And I'm like, oh man, that like hits me in the feels of being someone who can, cause like that, like father figures, male strong figures, they're just, you know, I feel like you, I want to aspire to be someone who's, you know, that brilliant human being. Um, like, I can't remember who it was. It, you know, the guy who played Black Panther, who unfortunately died, he had cancer. What's his Edward, name? Chadwick Boseman him did you see he he did some acceptance speech for say like an oscar and he he was like when i was 21 or, or 18 or something he said i opened this letter and it said and i can't remember who it was denzel, i feel denzel washington denzel washington yeah. has paid my degree and i'm like i want to be denzel washington like what a guy like what a man what a you know adult he he is to just be that someone who's inspired a younger generation so anyway i just like you know what i'm gonna do this parenting podcast i don't know what it'll be like i'll get some hate a bit like you know i try and do nice stuff all the time i put out so much free content like i could be making so much more money for the free <laughs> stuff i do but i can't i don't care less i couldn't care less um and <laughs> someone actually made it one of my friends he's um sort of very sexual uh po he's polysexual i think he identified i called him bisexual once or gay and he was like how dare you <laughs> he's like how dare you assume my sexuality <laughs> like he's american as well and i was like is he is he joking i'm not Amer <laughs> americans get offended about everything right like you can't assume anything about anyone yeah. um but anyway he was like he was like dude the stuff you post on your Instagram stories, there are people making six figures a month for that on OnlyFans. He was like, you need to do that. I was like, what? I was like, I just posted some gym selfies. He's like, dude, just, just trust me. You could be making big bucks. I'm like, um, may, maybe soon, you know. <laughs> Uh, but watching from here <laughs> yeah but even just like the the free nutrition information i give like constantly like for nothing um and i just enjoy doing it so with the parenting podcast but you know people hate on me for that free stuff so i was like do you know what if they hate on me i don't care like it's like you said you just stop caring and you know people going you can't talk about that because of xyz and you know I 
you haven't got this gen this this set of genitals so you can't talk about give free information factual information on breastfeeding which is an area i know from uh you know one step away from having a baby on my teat you know i'm there <laughs> To, you know teaching the mother of my children you know there's this thing called like the flipple flipple nipple like to get the perfect latch attachment for to give them a, i'm there i'm all up in that and involved <laughs> making sure my children are getting it i could help someone else with that oh don't talk about women stuff you're not a woman don't tell women how to do what to do with their bodies i'm like karen shut <laughs> the front door like um so yeah, it's uh, it, with the podcast, it's just like, I do talk about nutrition a lot, but I've just had such amazing feedback. And 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 like you were saying- So, so is of, the podcast just generally, just general information that you're just giving out or is there's nothing specific to it besides it is, nutrition? Or is it, yeah, is it it's, nutri it's mostly nutrition. And then every so often I'll do a podcast on something that I, so I just wanted to keep it open of like, I will talk about stuff that I deem as wisdom. Right. So wisdom and then, awesome. and then some parenting. So, and some of the parenting stuff is nutrition parenting, but it's also some of the things that I've done with my children by just life. purpose, just life. wisdom, wisdom, yeah. wisdom, like, yeah. like your Experience. podcast, but just every so often. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I think those are, from my point of view, those are very appreciative types of one because sometimes you do get a little tired of certain podcasts or, or something like that, that are just the same information. It's just recycled after like three or four months. It's just the same stuff over and yeah. over again. And I've gone through a lot of that stuff. And, but then when you throw out things that, that show that you're, you're a human being, mm. right. That show that you're a father, which I appreciate because I'm like, I'm a dad and I'm like, dude, your kids are that young. Trust me, when they get, like I got 13 and 12 year olds right now. And I'm like, you smell, like you smell so bad right now. I'm like, my son's bedroom door. I'm like, I have to close it because it smells like feet. I'm like, dude, why, why did you even smell like feet? If it's not feet, it's Axe body spray. I was like, the Axe body spray is not to, you don't cover up your body scent. You clean yourself off first and then you put it on. And he's like, but dad, it's a, it's a deodorant. I'm like, no, it's not a deodorant. It's an, it's not even an antiperspirant. I'm like, dude, it's body spray. Like, you got to And so I appreciate all those things because it's like, I know that part. You know, I know that age where they're like really cute. And you're like, oh, this is kind of, they're, they're fun to play with. They're like a new toy still. Yeah, yeah. They get to the point where they talk. Yeah. Oh my God, shut up. Just <laughs> shut up. Like, what are you doing? You're making me look bad, right? You don't want to make, stop making me look bad. Like you're supposed to be intelligent and cool like me, but um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Uh, so that type of, I'm, I'm definitely going to dive into it. I'd love to like go into some of your stuff in another mm. later date. Cause I, I think those are cool. That, that's, that's, the, that's where people learn. Mm. That's true. It's not like, like you said, university or college. Again, we're not passing tests. We're passing actual knowledge and experience. That's yeah. a very big difference at that point. So yeah, uh, totally bigger. But even going back to not just your podcast, but I want to say other podcasts, right? And um, I'm not opposed to throwing people under the bus. So you, if I if I call some people out on this one, I don't know if you're if you're good I'm cool with, with that. So I'll, I'll go into liver king, right? So <laughs> great, great first stop. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so I've been watching all, I'm like, first of all, do you think he's real? Do you think he's real? Do you guys think he's real about his stuff? Him, like he walks around with no shirt on and he firmly claims. So this is like a nutrition and a podcast and a reality mm. life type of, type of question. 
Do you take him seriously? Do we, should we take him seriously along those lines? And is there validity behind? Cause I don't know this part about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know his, that nutrition part, like is eating raw liver that good for you mm-hmm. or all mm-hmm. raw body parts, what they say, nose to tail. Is that all supposed to be legit? Like, is that the best? Is that a great way? Doesn't it also depend on like your genetic makeup? Like I firmly believe being Filipino, I can eat rice. It doesn't affect me as much as other things do. I think that's just, I think it's part of my genetic makeup. What do you think? Yeah. Well, like I wasn't sure where you were going with the initial question. Because it goes several directions. is, Is he real? Like, like, because you know, as in people have like these online personas as in, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. They're, they're almost a character. Correct. You know, they're like a, they're making Gimmick. a character for online that you, yeah, yeah. Because he's so extreme. Over the top, yes. You're like, is it just, is he just doing it for the cameras? And then, but I think there's obviously a lot of, he sort of believes, I think probably most of the BS that comes out of his mouth and most of what he says is completely wrong. Um, and, you know, he's he's drugged to the hilt. That's the other thing. Like, you know, he's taking every anabolic steroid under the sun and but you know, if, if there was just a little bit of not, I'm not saying people have to divulge drugs they're taking or anything like that. But as in, he basically claims that he looks the way and functions the way, and he's strong the way because of liver. <laughs> and it's like you know, like that's it's that's rubbish. Like you, you look, everything about the way you look is to do with drugs. And I have no, I have no, like I'm into professional bodybuilding like i have no issue with people taking whatever they want recreationally or for performance as long as they're not cheating or lying i think it's cool um but he's he's selling a product based on like why is he walking around with his shirt off all the time (laughs) but then he it's to sell his look and to sell this that and the other but he's just he's a charlatan through and through he makes stuff up he's like a lot of I want to say American. I, I don't, I'm not obviously anti-Americans, but it's just like, I don't know if it's just because there's so many people in America and they speak English. So I'm, but it's just like the marketing, the commercialism, the, you can make so much money by lying. Um, like the regulations in America are a lot weaker than they would be in Europe the and the EU. Um, so you can really? make, you can make, yeah. <clears throat> so like for instance, supplements, to, to make a food claim in in Europe, you know, we have EFSA and you have to have a certain body of evidence to make certain claims. Whereas for, for a supplement in America, you literally have to just get on your computer, type something up, PDF it, put it on your website and just write white paper, right? And, and just that white paper is like, we gave this supplement to five people. And it's like your mom, your dad, your sister, your <laughs> brother, and yourself. And you go, and we all felt better. And so, and then you can sell that supplement. Like, you know, that was legitimately 
uh, I'm probably five years ago when I looked into all the regulations, that was all you needed. Like that maybe has changed a bit, but even from there, it hasn't advanced far. I guarantee it. You can just make, tub up some stuff in your kitchen, sell it. It's, and make these crazy claims like, oh, there's raw liver in this and it's going to give you super high testosterone and you're going to live forever. Like, cool. Like no one's going to clamp down on you. So I think in such a commercial market, such as the American market, it's like, there's a lot of money to be made by lying. And if you don't really care about other people, and if you don't understand this sort of first do no harm thing, because a lot of people don't realize, I, I have a very, very strong sense of first do no harm. And it and it's undermined a lot of what I do because I just overthink everything. It's like, that. there's nothing, this isn't going to hurt people. But if you really think down the line, you know, even with nutrition, should this person diet to lose weight? Should this person keep pushing this boundary? And it's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? They can put weight back on. That isn't the worst that can happen because what that comes with is a sense of failure. And then that's that also changes in their psychology, their body image. That sense of failure then can then become cyclical. That can lead to just X, Y, Z, disordered eating, eating disorders, you know, just stuff that is so much like the human, the holistic part of life that isn't just numbers or body fat percentage or your numbers, your cholesterol, or your testosterone, whatever. It's it's the human in front of you. So if you don't care about that stuff and you just lie about liver and you lie about nutrition, make some big claims to make a load of money. Like Liver King is making a lot of money. I saw someone do a little breakdown of his, has he got a supplement line? He does. Yeah. 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 Um, and they, and they, I don't know how they got this, but it was maybe off some like Amazon data sheet. You can see the volume of sales of products. And then he did the markups. He, and he basically just showed how much money this guy's making. And, you know, as someone who doesn't care about money, I'm not saying this from a jealous standpoint. It's just, he's a piece of crap because he just doesn't care about people. And he just, he clearly just cares about money and himself. There's a thing, right? Like you think about it. You know the nine ancestral tenants, whatever they are. I don't whatever know, he, yeah, he is. But it's like I'm sure filming. I'm sure filming content on your cell phone isn't an ancestral tenant. And two, everything <laughs> should be you know raw from nature and eat the animal. Yeah. But here, buy all my man-made supplements. Like there's yeah. real, real simple things to be like. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with the guy making a supplement line and saying, you know, this is what I made it for. Cool. But again, this to, to be like, I have this physique and everything from this is nonsense. And I think the latest thing I saw from him was that he said, um, like, if you, it's been proven with what is like some radioisotope study that if you eat raw liver, your liver immediately gets the nutrients. It's like, what the oh, hell is going on? No what way. Is it? Yeah, so it's like, whatever, whatever organ you eat, your corresponding organ is now getting the nutrients. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I posted a thing and some, it went sort of, this was seven, eight, nine years ago. So viral, I feel like then it, it wasn't mega viral, but it, it got so much traction so that it went way outside my normal audience and people thought it was serious. And it was, I'd found it and it was like this infographic, which literally had like um, mushrooms. And then it was like, eat mushrooms and they'll benefit your lungs. And it had, you know, like the similar shape. And then it was like, eat grapes. And these, these are good for your alveoli. And then eat, <laughs> eat kidney beans. Eat kidney beans. 
<laughs> they're good for your kidneys because they're this, and it was all the shapes. And was it was anything like, in there for eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I might have even did it like aubergine like this. It's like, um, but maybe there, was, there, there was something for testicles or something make you like this this will feed your ball i can't remember what the uh and then everyone was commenting but some people were like wow this is so insightful like you wouldn't think oh, it and i was like it's a joke or like it's someone was telling it as real like a nutritional therapist type homeopathy freak but i was just taking the mickey out of it but someone was like oh, yeah they're like uh celery for bones you know all the calcium all that calcium in celery like yeah <laughs> the medical medium uh all right so that was a, that's a good insight on liver king in itself so then this is like almost like a personal thing question let's just say thomas de lowry with uh with uh keto right that's that's a big one he's he's got a pretty big following um He's one of those guys that, you know, I, I started following and I started watching and kind of going with his stuff. He loves the word autophagy. He like, that's like his yeah. favorite word, right? I'm like, dude, I don't know how many times you're going to say the word autophagy in every one of your, your podcasts. Um, but I've noticed, we discussed this, his tone has completely changed, I don't want to say completely, has changed so much over, I, I went back three, four years on his, on his material, on, 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 his, on his stuff. I was like, wow, like you've really changed your tone on certain things, but I also feel like. What had he changed on out of interest? Uh, his point of view, like his point of view. Yeah, is like kind what of, though? Um, his swing on how how much, how, how on, on carbohydrates. That's that's one right. thing that stuck out. Like he's, yeah. he, he went from, you don't need these carbs, these carbs, this, that, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, this is the best time to eat certain carbs. These yeah. are the best fruits yeah, to be on yeah. keto type of thing. And I was just yeah. like, I, so then why would you post all that stuff or at least well my big thing was i was like is there a did you have a post where you where you realized you were wrong about something at least acknowledge that that there was evidence that changed because yours like i love the fact that you use you know the evidence-based or you say that you say that it's scientifically back oh, he says evidence-based that's what he says you're yeah. using scientifically back right that's a huge thing for me those key words are very specific for me because i was like i need to understand your information like where are you getting it from because you know old enough to know that like there's experience behind something if you don't have the actual experience and the evidence behind that it doesn't make sense it's just what you think of like a lot of these newbie trainers well i think martin's mentioned this a, a ton of times like you can say evidence-based and your evidence not yours oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. in general right. like you read an abstract and you cherry pick yeah. the stuff that fits your narrative out of it yeah whereas you need to you need to be well versed in reading the studies, looking at, you know, subjects, what was being tested, confounding factors, all that stuff, and then interpret the data, not just what the, you know, the abstract is and how applicable is it to like whatever scenario you're, you're discussing, because some outcomes from studies have no application to the subject you're actually talking about. It's like on the mm -hmm. fringe of what might actually apply to whatever the context is. At the very, yeah, yeah, no, I totally, I agree with that. Like, it's just, Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> on, on, on that thing of Thomas Delaware, he, I haven't seen him crop up for ages, but th this is one thing that massively frustrates me. And actually we have this mentoring lab. It's like a professional mentoring platform for our graduates and, and MNU students. And uh, someone basically just asked a simple question about 
how do you find inspiration for posting on social media? And, and I just, I, kept, I went through a few different things and mentioned about, say, joining certain groups on Facebook to find out what questions are being asked, how misinformed people are. Because often you can go, I've had students say, I want to write something that impresses you, Martin. And I'm like, don't, you're not trying to help me. You're trying to help your clients. So that's number one. So go into a group with of like Weight Watchers or Slimming World or whoever, and people in there going, so, so what is a protein? And it's like, whoa, wow. this is what people need help with. And then the, the next thing I said was, another thing you can do, which I did a few years back, was mute all the good people I followed who were putting out good content because I saw them posting it and went, that's ah, been done. I don't need to do it. And it just undermined my, um, my um, creativity because I'm like, ah, I, I was going to do that, but then I've seen so-and-so post about it. And like, I'll just seem like I'm copying them or, or it's been done. Everyone's seen it, even though I, we've got completely different followings. Anyway, so my, and then my summary was, she was like, that's so helpful. This is exactly me, blah, blah, blah. I said, I feel like I spend a lot of my life saying, don't be an idiot like I was. And in my nutrition teaching, I am so transparent of, I believed in the insulin hypothesis, like that you can probably still find posts from me from like 2002 going, you know, you need to manage insulin with your carbohydrate intake. But I was young and stupid and whatever. But I, over the years, have called myself out on these topics and gone, I thought this. And I've said why the reason I thought it was. So whether it was just blind faith or I was taught this and it was incorrect or I never bothered to. I just made this up because it made sense to me. <laughs> um, you know, it's like there's lots of stuff in nutrition that makes sense. It's like how how can you build muscle in a calorie deficit like you can't you haven't got enough energy to build the muscle why would your body do that like you know no one's out there like everyone just think that oh, there's common sense of course we've got the studies that show that's categorically incorrect now so there's these different situations but thomas delauer and many 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 others they never call themselves out they just i'm i'm perfect i know everything you're like hold on you're saying this is the best time to eat carbs. I literally watched a video from you here, which said eat less than five grams, eat less than yeah. 25 grams of carbs daily. Otherwise you'll never burn fat because you need to be in ketosis and you need, you know, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's unbelievable that they, there's the irony of it, of just like, what do you not, do you not? And how do the followers of these people, like one minute they're saying this, and, you know, within 12 months, there is something that is completely opposite. But the, the reason this works is because confusion sells. You put out free information that confuses people. Like, if you want to impress people, make stuff complicated. If you want to help people, make it simple. And this is what people do on social media. They make stuff seem complicated. And everyone goes, geez, I, I, autophagy, what is that? Like <laughs> mitochondrial biogenesis, like beta, beta pancreatic beta cell function. Like just say complicated words that people have no idea what they are. And then you go, if you want to know more about this, do my course. It's only $999. And you could, like, you can buy it today for $30. Like, what, like some of these discounts. Money, what is it with you Americans? And like, yeah, you can get it for 97.8% off if you buy it today. 
um, we love a great deal, man. Yeah, you, you do. And there's so many of you that you can sell a million of these to just other stupid Americans and you make like two and a half million dollars in 24 hours. And then you go right onto the next course because everyone realized it was crap. Uh, but yeah, it, it is that thing of, he just said stuff sounds, you know, he looks great. I think he was, he like an NFL player or something. Was he? No, he something? was, he, he said he lost 150 pounds doing ketosis. Intermittent fasting and ketosis. He said it okay. took him uh, just over a year to lose over a hundred yeah. pounds. And so he went from three. Wow, so so he knows more pain. than all of us. <laughs> just a year of doing something. Like that. That's cool. Well, in the recent <laughs> post, he's yeah. been saying, in my in, in my experience, I'm not, and he tries to justify himself by saying, in my experience, when I was doing it, this is what I saw work for me. It yeah. is what I, in the last, I would say, the last year's posts. He's been that's what he's been. I noticed a big difference because he was also going. You have to do 16, eight, 16 hours fasting. No, yeah. he, he used to say that all the time. Now he's yeah. saying, no, use intermittent fasting. You know, as a tool, once or yeah. you know, two to three times a week. You know fast for 36 hours i was like holy crap man, that's that's a long time sometimes <laughs> but yeah. um and and he's like but i get you know you 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 go through the whole mental thing and i was like okay cool you know and, and at first i was in i was in i was all in i was like all right this is cool this is cool. It seems cool let's try it let's try this whole thing out then i was like dude i plateaued then i asked him i go what do i do he goes you're eating too little carbs i go oh really so as soon as he goes just bump up the carbs bump up the carbs i was like all right, bump up the carbs. I'm like, oh, there you go. Then all of a sudden, the number drops. I was like, oh, per that's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> and, uh, and again, it, it all depends. You know, I was listening to a number of people. You know, I go through a number of these guys. I pay attention to a lot of them. And, it, and it's just become my thing the last couple of months to just, I'm trying to like navigate through a lot of these guys that are on YouTube. I'll just use YouTube as, as it is because it's free. So, <laughs> so that's why I, I just kind of go through all that stuff, um, yeah. which is, you know, that, that was a big question for someone like you and, um, um, and Alan Aragon. Like, those are the types of questions I want for the guys that have the backing behind it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Alan Aragon, when he posts stuff, I'm like, I don't know what I'm reading. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm reading. I was like, what yeah. does this say, bro? I was yeah. like, but I feel like I got to ask him directly, right, type of thing, you know? And, and someone like you, I'm like, yeah. Yo, I'll just ask you directly. What do you think about that guy? Because you have more success. Well, at least your 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 MNU has more success. You've shown better results. You haven't changed the tone, and you, like you said right there, I was like that. I like the fact that you actually called yourself out. That's being humbled and a man. Well, I won't say a man because apparently that could be the wrong term at this point. Yeah, but, I heard know, that. he, she, he, whatever it may be. But yeah. I think that's that that I give full respect to. That's awesome. Like, hey, you called yourself out. You knew you were wrong. You admitted that you were wrong um yeah and you found the right answer which is the better part right <clears throat> that's so why so many of these guys they're more concerned with being right than so than, concerned with being right learning or right. helping if if you're a professional helping your clients like i've mm. something martin said earlier i've had people come to me that i've turned away from working with because i'm like you want me to help you lose weight you're not in that place and i'm not going to work with you right we can work on some other things but until you're in that place, like I'm more interested in doing the right thing. I don't want to be right. I don't want to make money. I just want to do the mm. thing. Right. No, I, I heard this. I don't know who said it. I heard someone say it, that some people are just so fixated on being right. And they're constantly pushing that, even if they're wrong, 
but they have to be right. And they're gonna just go all out and make sure that you know that they're right, even if they're wrong, because they're only fixated on being right. And I'm like, like what, what gives you the right to be right? like, like yeah. well, what, what do you have? Like, what did you produce? And, and again, being older at this point, nobody cares, man. Show me the truth. <laughs> like, I, like, just, you have no, no sense at this point, right? And if I don't want to listen to you, I just don't listen to you. And that's what I do now. Like, I don't care. Um, which again, that's, that was my spill on that. Cause I want to know your take on those guys. And, um, and well, those things, you know, cause obviously it's commercialized, right? Okay. A lot of this stuff is just about making money and not and actually it, helping. Yeah. The list is somewhat endless in terms of, you know, I, I'll daily get sent a video by someone or other making some claim, you know, like a 15 minute you know, like IGTV when that was a thing, or, you know, just some of these longer <laughs> videos. Can you just give this a quick watch? Like, let me know what you think. I'm like, I don't have time. You know, like, I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages. Like, can you just quickly watch this 15, like, cool, like it's 15 minutes. <laughs> so I just reply back, what are they saying? And they'll just go in one sentence, like, you know, lit, it, apparently if you eat liver, it goes straight to your liver. I'm like, yes, full stop. They're like, thanks so much for taking the time to reply. Like back in the day before, it's kind of cool that people will take what I say at face value. It's dangerous. It, it's okay because I'm, I, I won't mislead people. But I think even like Charles Poliquin, I'm not sure if you're aware. Yeah, of we him. know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Like, the people I talked to about him because he was he's obviously in the industry for many years. Uh, when I when I joined the industry, let's say two thousand and two, he he was at that turning point of turning into a charlatan, as I understand it. And before that, he was seemingly done some quite good stuff. So, but I only re really saw him just get worse and worse and worse and worse, make more and more ridiculous claims, and and this that and the other. And, um, you know, and people sort of said he got to the point where he just anything he said, he just believed like and, and anything he said, people believed uh, and never questioned him. So it is risky. I, you know, I have enough people around me, I think, that would call me out if I if I made claims. And, and I probably even have enough haters. Or I 100 percent have enough haters <laughs> that if I said stuff. They're evident, you know, I have evidence-based haters and also just other haters, but they would be like, you said this. And like, even MNU students will like question stuff. You said this. And what about this? You know, so-and-so said this, so-and-so, you know, Eric Helm said this, Eric Trexler said this, Alan Aragon said this, Mike Israel said this, Greg Knuckles said this. And I'm like, when, when they're throwing those names at you, you're like, damn like <laughs> i i ne you know never really disagree with those sorts of people and then so i'll go and see what they said and i'm like look their interpretation is just a teeny tiny bit we're not disagreeing like they say this i you know they'll go martin you say you can build muscle in a calorie deficit but so and so said you need to be in a surplus and i'm like so and so said you need to be in a probably need to be in a surplus to gain muscle optimally which is correct. I said, you can. I said, it's physiologically possible. I'm not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> um, but so that they don't care about calling me out like they're, they're, you know, so it keeps you it keeps you grounded. But 
there's the list is endless of how much misinformation is out there and that, i think that's probably what will always drive me just to keep going you know someone said will you you know when when do you think you retire and i'm like never like I, what would retirement look like i'd be so bored um it'll just be more of the same or slightly different or just more live seminars or, i don't know um maybe a bit more downtime who knows but uh yeah this this topic it, it is difficult like it is cool to be in your situation i guess where you can just go to the horse's mouth and go what do you think about this yeah. Uh, but yeah well i waited for this time yeah. <laughs> that's what it is um, well usually if you find somebody like people friends of mine or even my girlfriend's like oh i i saw this thing and i'll i'll look at it and i immediately go to their account and i want to see who's in their circle you know like yeah. are they who are they following or, or who's following them type of thing and if it's like if i see we have a bunch of the same like mutual people whether it's professionals like you or alan or, or other people in the industry who i trust and, and, and can count on i'm like yeah okay let me let me dive into this a little bit more but if it's just yeah. no one i've never heard of and, and their audience and the people that they're surrounded with i've never heard of i'm like eh, yeah probably not i feel like if you just I often say pick pick five people that are that are and then basically bounce them off each other. So if you if you pick five names, I, I mentioned a bunch there, yeah. you pick them and then you add one other person and like see what claims they're making. If these all disagree with this, this person just get rid, gone. <laughs> just like, right, yeah. Like uh, and then you can just sort of do it that way. And it's like, oh yeah, they all seem to agree. You your circle gets bigger and bigger of just people that you can roughly, but I, I don't get people who go. I follow so and so. He 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 or she makes some dodgy claims. I don't like this. I don't. But they do good. They do put out good recipes or you know something. I'm like, cool. You're happy with them to lie to you? Like you know, matter of fact that they're making BS claims about. You know, for instance, I saw one guy making these terrible claims about. Uh, I can't remember which way it was. Training or nutrition, and the person was like. Oh yeah, he. I know he's really bad on that, but he does some good stuff on this. And I said, "How do you know? Because like, are you knowledgeable enough to critique all of his training knowledge, even though you know all of his nutrition stuff is rubbish?" I'm like, "How do you know?" I'm like, "If he's willing to lie to you or make stuff up or just be really loose with his words on nutrition, why are you trusting his training?" There's loads of good people out there posting high quality evidence based training content. Follow them. Just bin off this guy, but they just sort of get. Oh, but I quite like the way he does these things or, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go on forever. Right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, and this is, this is, this yeah, is my, my professional circle of, uh, references shrunk dramatically. Yeah. Oh yeah. The last yeah, yeah, yeah. five, six, seven years. And again, that's with us getting older and realizing that we're not, we're just not listening and that nobody cares. Yeah. That's like my big thing. Like, oh, we've also, we've also, we've also had the opportunity through experience. The, yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time how like this came about. And I was like, I probably just started responding to Martin's stories, having nothing to do with nutrition. They always, the way our conversation started with things was about his kids or other people giving him BS about whatever their feelings were about his <laughs> cell phone habits. <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah. But it's like, that's kind of how you make connections with people too. It doesn't like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to impress this guy. No, yeah, you have a conversation. Course, then, you, yeah, like, you like being yeah. part of that conversation. No, I, I, I truly, again, that's one of those big things. I'll be more impressed if he ever gets that blue tick, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, so, so real quickly, we, we're, we're going to be going to wrap this up a little. But, real quick, before anything else, I personally want to know 
outside of your of a, of, uh, of your 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 business, your brand, what does Martin do? <laughs> like, what do you do outside? Like, what do you do for fun? You like cars. You don't know how they work, but you like the way they look. Apparently, <laughs> I like getting them wrapped in my brand colors. I went, and got my, I went and got my i8 wrapped in brand colors. Like everything. Goes- really? Oh, it looks <laughs> yeah. great. It was great. You got it wrapped. You didn't have them painted. You just literally wrapped it. With it. Yeah, it's like so you just like, take it off. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't think it's easy to take off. It probably cost you a lot of money to take off, but it's it looks really cool. Well, I think it looks cool. Well, that's um, cool. So, what do I do outside? Uh, honestly, yeah, as a not, person, as a dad, like, what do you love to do with your kids? And, and like, what is it that uh, that gets you, that keeps you stabilized outside of your game? Like, it's funny actually. Like, what what. I was literally training in, so I built a gym here in the offices. Uh, and, but then what's funny is built, a, it's a nice, decently kitted out gym for staff and thought great benefit for me. And then obviously during COVID was a godsend. And, you know, I, I, I let a few friends use it at different times. And, you know, they were like, you really benefited my mental health here. Like, like so much to thank you for. And, you know, because this essentially was a home gym because I just sort of lived in the office, like 8,500 square foot building on my own. Um, it was just like, this is kind of cool. And it was brilliant with me and the babies because we had all this play space, like bought them a trampoline. Like, it was cool. I felt very blessed. Um, but I was listening to, the, to this thing uh, in the gym I don't really listen to lyrics of a so- of songs, but it was um, it it just said something like everyone need it was Nefex N E F F E X. Basically, I had one training song by him, and it was class. And then I found another one. I was like, this guy's good. And then now I just type him in, and he's got you know however many hundreds of songs. I'm just listening to them more and more. And I'm not a big music person, by the way, but. Uh, so it's weird. It feels weird for me to be talking about this, but it, but I basically was just on the the hamstring curl, and and it said just something like everyone needs something different. Some people need work. Some people need. I'm gonna have to go and find this this lyric, but it really just it's so weird. It struck me in the head because it was like some people need fun. Some people need because I don't like this term work life balance mm. because it just implies that if you're working, you're not living, and I think a bit like the midlife crisis thing is like if you if you've been stuck in a job if you live like oh thank god it's friday tgif or whatever and it's like cool thank i'm thankful that i've lost five days of my life (laughs) to to live for two days where i'm probably just gonna drink to forget that I'm going to have to go back and do that for five days. It's just, I feel really sad that a lot of the world has to live like that. And I don't think you have to work on your passion. I I think that's a bit toxic when people like, I think in the fitness industry, it's cool because it can be your passion. I think there's a lot of jobs out there that you can just have integrity and do them. Like you, you said at the beginning from, you know, from an age or an era where you work hard to get it. And I think there's loads of jobs. You, like, it might not be your passion to be an accountant. It might not be your passion to be whatever your job is, a postman. But you can be a brilliant person in the world and make a difference. Like, everyone knows a brilliant person in... Like, I spoke to someone from NatWest Bank today, and she 
made my day better. She was just so nice and so happy and so pleasant. Like I imagine she just talks on the phone all day to sometimes quite annoying, rude, unhappy people. And she was just so nice. She's just living life in the right way. Like she's like leaving people in a better place. We had such a brief, simple phone call. Um, she's just doing life in the right way. And so I don't think everyone has to necessarily, their job has to be their passion, but for some people it is. So it's kind of offensive for when people go, you've got no work-life balance. And I'm like, I, I, and I do think you can work too much. I definitely think that, but as in when you, when your work is like my work brings me closer to lots of my friends, my work brings me a lot closer to, to feeling alive myself. Like I now make really specific time for my children. So like that, that is pro like protected time. Um, but outside of that, why do I need to play golf? Or why do I need to have something else? And those kind of things. And, I, and like my one of my best friends and members of staff, like Billy, he just, he does so much stuff. Like he's, he's like all about work and he's so passionate and such a hard worker. And I don't really know. I think it, I feel like he just doesn't sleep because he also manages to have the most amazing social life. He also plays golf. He has golf lessons. He also plays six, five sides, six sides football. He just does some, he also, he's a keen gardener. He, he airdropped me as a joke, his new bushes and, and <laughs> roses that he's planted. I was like, you're the most boring person i've ever met when you talk about gardening um like he's he we we went to this place called b and q which is like gardening store and i turn around he's talking to like an 80 year old woman like their best mates like oh yes you need to be getting your buds in for next seat and i was like you're not you're, you're, he's like still in his 20s i'm like how anyway so in terms of my life, like there isn't much more to me. <laughs> like the flip there. <laughs> yeah. in terms, there's not much more to me than nutrition and my business and my babies. And like my podcast is not a commercial venture. It's, it, it, it is a passion project. Like it, I was going through one of the worst times in my whole entire life when I launched it. And in some ways, it, it it was a good avenue, a bit like you said, this, this is an avenue for you. And uh, like a lot, a, a lot of everything I do, you know, I have, I have my job, but I, I do my job. I do whatever I want. I'm like, okay, I love public speaking. And like from a, from a commercial standpoint, public speaking, if I just did nutrition stuff all day long and MNU stuff, it would make me loads of money. Like public speaking doesn't make loads of money, but I still remember a time I, I, I did a Facebook post about seven years ago. I, my dream is to make a living traveling the world, public speaking. And in 2019, I traveled the world public speaking and I didn't have to make a penny from it because my business pays for my pays me to, to 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 work on my business and i was just and it's still my like my tour it still made enough money for it to be a commercial venture but it wasn't like it's some massive uh money making exercise but i was literally living my dream 
but I'm, you know, people are like, oh, you're working. I'm like, it never feels like I'm working. Like pretty much the best 16 days of my life were my first part of my tour. I went and did Sydney and Brisbane and Perth and Dubai. And I, I literally was like, oh, if I get 50 people come hear me speak in Sydney, a country, Australia, I've never been to Australia. I don't particularly know. I don't know any professionals. I don't know anyone. And I just like, if I get 50 tickets, we had to upgrade the room three times. And it was like, <laughs> it, it, we only managed to get a 200 seater room. And then there was like, people stood all around the edges and there's still other people wanting tickets that we couldn't sell them. And I'm like, this is a city or country I've never been in before. And I, it was just, I, I was it Sydney? I started crying on stage after I talked. I was like, thank you all for coming. And then I just started crying. And I was like, this is so amazing. Such a like, thank you so much for having me. I got this big round of applause. It just, it was just amazing. So when it's like, what, who is Martin McDonald? Like I am just who people see on social media. I love my, I love being a dad. I love parenting. I love entertaining, uh, public speaking and those kind of things. I, I, I used to love the gym. I don't really anymore. I just, I just train arms because it's kind of funny um, to just go, just do tricep selfies all the time. Um, and it, you know, it, it, you know, there's a small element of health. There's a small element of feeling good about yourself. You know, it's like the process of it. It's not how you look a lot of time. I think a lot of body confidence People think if I look like this, it will change my happiness or it'll change my confidence. And it's nothing to do with how you look. It's all in the process. Like, like I'm forever telling people about their businesses. Enjoy the process. Don't go for the goal. Like the, it, so I heard this person say, you know, the man, the man who loves walking uh, will walk further than the man who loves the destination. So it's like if all you're focused on is, is the goal and the destination versus loving the process, you'll go further if you love the process. And I've always just loved, you know, I've tried to love the process, but, but I, have, I have strived too hard at times and sacrificed other things. And I wish I hadn't, like I sacrificed some relationships and friendships that I wish I'd had. I wish I had done business on purpose, you know, like the parenting on purpose. I wish I had um, planned on purpose in terms of business a bit more and, and taken an extra five years to achieve whatever so that I had maybe had to sacrifice less in other areas. Um, because I did at times work too hard, uh, but I still sort of work as hard, but I just work slower and allow for more flexibility and allow for more um, deviations from the plan and um, just a bit more, more time with my children. They take up a lot of time now that I love. Um, and so, so yeah, it's like, what do you do? You know, it's like, oh, who is, what do you do? like to do with your kids? I'm like, do you know what I really love? I love playing on their iPads with them. And it, you know how people are like, get off, get off those tablets, stop playing computer games, don't watch the TV. Like <laughs> I, I was a kid who never got a, a, like a games console. And I would go around to friends' houses and just watch them, even just watch them play. And I was like, oh, I'd love to have one of these. And I'm still that person. I've got a very addictive personality. So I can't have like consoles or like, you know, if you like download a game on your phone, I'm like, cool, you won't see me for a couple of months because <laughs> I'm just completing that game. Um, 
but when Orly and Arlo are around, it's like I, I will literally sit and play with them and I love it. That, that feels like quality time to me. I know for a lot of other people that maybe wouldn't, but just having Arlo sat on my lap close to me, you know, and he like plays with my ears and I'm a very tactile person. And we just play like these sharks game and these dragon games. That's, you know, the, 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 what people see on social media is, is really just me, like nutrition, work, helping people interacting. And I love partying. Like I do love, uh, you know, if I get time to like be with people, this we put on events like my tour. It's like a nutrition tour for health and body composition and weight loss. <laughs> And then, and then. <laughs> we just go crazy. Like, and, it, it's, and I always say to me, it's like informed decisions. Like I posted on my story recently, the best evidence available is that there is no healthy dose of alcohol you can drink. You know, like drink one unit a week, one unit a day. Like if you want to be optimally healthy, the optimal dose of alcohol is zero for the rest of your life, which is when you, you're like, Really? is that true it's like yeah the best evidence tells us that it sucks like if you like if you like alcohol like i like i said i don't like the taste but i love going out and and drinking and having fun um so that is the other side i just you know it's socializing i'm a very extroverted very person okay people person yeah but anyway yeah that's my long answer of who i am outside of nutrition like no that's a cool. drunk basically <laughs> uh Two last questions. So, what do you when do you are you starting the tour back up? Are you coming to to the states? What are we doing? Yeah. Well, so I had a big tour date. I saw it was all canceled. <laughs> yeah, in in NYC, New York. Um, I was so pumped. I had a case of Monster Ray to bring to the person. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I had that and Toronto all booked up, all tickets sold, and. Um, flipping covid oh, whatever yeah. it was 2020 and i just had to like i refunded like this is another thing you know you talk about integrity you're all these companies i've still heard about people who haven't got refunds for stuff they booked or paid for like trips and events and venues from 2020 with these companies who go yeah yeah well you can rebook it or you can delay this or we'll let you book again and i just just went, you know what? We don't know when the world's going to open back up. I'll just refund it, everyone. No questions asked. And it was like a hundred thousand um, pounds, whatever that is in dollars, hundred fifty thousand dollars. Just like boom. And I said, you'll get your refund within thirty days. And I had, again, it was an American woman. I'm not saying it's because she's a woman. I'm not saying it's because she's American, but she was an American woman. And she messaged me. <laughs> At 27 days, and when I know you said we'll get the refund within 30 days, but it's been 27. Are we talking it will be 30 days or will it come sooner? And I was like, oh, Are you kidding me? Oh, this is March 2020, and the talk wasn't until July or August. And she's <laughs> bothering me over three days. Like, where's my money? And I'm like, you allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. Like, Bitch, please. <laughs> I'm like, other people would not have even refunded you. I was so angry. Like, I'm having to pivot my whole, like, sending all of my staff to work remotely, which I hated. Like, cool. I've created a business where I have staff and people I really, really enjoy the company of. And I'm having to send them all away with all this electronic equipment. I'm stuck here on my own. And you're bothering me over a ridiculously cheap ticket. Anyway, 
I never um, checked uh, for the refund. I just assumed I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. Thank God I didn't do it. Even, uh, if I, <laughs> even if I didn't, even if I never got it, it's a donation to, to Mark. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, honestly, Dave, people message and said, don't just keep it. And I'm like, actually, it's genuinely easier for me just to go boom, one button. Yeah. But so people were so kind. Keep it. I'll whenever you come back, I'll be there. Like some people are just so nice. Um, but anyway, so I want to come back. I, I want to do like you know, like America like this, I want to sort of get that I can get close enough because I don't want people to have to travel ridiculous distances. And, and and the one good thing about Americans, you guys do travel quite well. Like you'll travel three, four, five hours to the supermarket. Or like, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I want to get to multiple states because I've got so many friends, you know, I feel like you it's weird to say people are your friends when they're online, but you chat to people so much, you feel connected to them. So I want to get out there 2023 and 2024. I've, I just need to get and do those again and more. So, yeah. so, so nothing's been rescheduled yet. Nothing's no. scheduled just yet. No. Okay. Okay. But it's planning for next year and the year after you definitely. Yeah. Need something like All right, cool. Um, with that being said, unfortunately we do have to get, we gotta, we gotta close this out, but anything else before, let everyone know on the podcast where they can reach out to you. They can find you, what you have going on, anything big, any big project you have going on right now. If not, what, what website and Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. The best place to get me is always Instagram um, at Martin nutrition. Um, but then, and then like my website, Martin hyphen McDonald, like if you know, you type my name into Google and, and you'll find me. Um, but Mac hyphen nutrition uni.com. If ever, if anyone is interested, like, you know, it's, yep. I know you guys. Are, I still need to do that. And I will do that eventually. I know a bunch of people that were asking, I was like, I'll, yeah. let me find out what he's talking about. And then I'll put you on. Yeah. yeah. There's the people asking well, me once, they, once he posted it, next everyone's asking me who, what, what, how'd you guys get him on? I'm like, I don't know. Dave got him. <laughs> I, yeah, Dave, I, Dave sorted it. I was like, this is Dave's connection. <laughs> yeah. so what, the registration was next week the yeah so 13th of july is uh enrollments open for us so we, we only do one intake a year now um so that's starts in september september 2022 so 13th of july enrollments open um and you know pe people forever asking but it's you know 12 month fully online like all of the compulsory stuff online we do do the full with honors version where where people can come across and do the residentials but you know, I, I understand with it, the world and, and like, I can't believe when people travel those distances for, for their education. I've got so much respect for people who do that. Um, but yes, it's, it's fully online. And, and so just if they go on mac-nutritionuni.com and if you drop us an email, like my, the, our customer relations team are phenomenal. Like they're so helpful. They'll, they'll basically uh, be an architect of your life like what you need to do if you need a prerequisite if you need to you know what it can help you with what it can lead to we, we've got this amazing prospectus actually for the course um launching soon which I, I think will answer a lot of people's questions and see how they might be able to do it but yeah those are the main places that people can get me in yeah all right well in that in that case uh thank you again for being on the podcast this was great yeah. i really really appreciate it thanks um, so much and we look to see. We look forward to seeing a lot more of your stuff, and I can't wait to reconnect. Again, I see it right? every day. He does it every day. Like I said, he's geeking out right now, man. So yeah, you have your fan girl right here. I've I've really enjoyed chatting. It's it's nice just to kind of 
Yeah, I feel like there's so many topics that we could uh, we could cover and and like. I so really want to talk about the parenting think, thing. The parenting yeah. thing is a big thing for me too, just because single dad with with kids. My kids are teenagers now, so my experiences are very different. Again, mm. my son smells, so mm. it's one of those things where I want people to know. Like, listen, it's because their hormones are off, they're out of whack right now. But mm. anyways. Uh, Actually, yeah, one right. thing I want to say. Yeah, Mark, he's got before, one more thing. When you mentioned about um, doing the iPads with the kids, if you didn't know it's quality time or whatever, mm. I remember. I don't necessarily remember all the things I did specifically with my father, and he's still with me. Um, we have a really mm. great relationship, but I remember mm. he made the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes I don't think you know if you ever if you ever question those things, like you're there, you're present with them, whatever it is that you're doing, you're paying attention yeah. to them. I think yeah. that's probably the stuff that they end up remembering. I think that's the key thing, paying yeah, attention cool. to them. Because I've mm. seen parents, they're in the same room, they're not even paying attention. Or they're the ones playing the video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then their kids are like, can I play? Like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And I'm just yeah. like, dude, like, at least let your own kid play. Like, yeah, coach, be part of that's that weird. part of your life. Yeah. That's a huge thing, too. But thank you again. Truly thank appreciate you, it. That yeah. being said, say goodbye. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks. Be good.